Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So in this episode, as in all areas of health, movement is so important. And we're going to chat a bit about that. And right now, I know so many people are trying to set up in-home gyms or get more in-home workout equipment into their house so that they can use it during their everyday lives. What Jen and I use is PRX equipment. It is so incredible the way that it can store up against the wall and even make a small space into your own incredible at-home gym. They have dumbbells, they have slam balls, they have battle ropes, anything you might be looking for for your space. If you go to the link in the show notes, Go and grab some of your favorite PRX equipment today to start outfitting your home space. Now let's head into the interview. We're so excited for this next guest, Tasha Blasi, because we've never had a fertility consultant on the podcast before. Now, she's really like a patient advocate, and she's the founder of Fertilities Unite Project, also known as FU Project. And she went through actually 10 rounds of IVF for her two children that she has. And so she's really learned a lot coming off of that journey and now helping others through the journey. And I know that fertility can be a very hard and sensitive topic for so many. And I think what Tasha does is such a brilliant way of educating and bringing with compassion and empathy this this topic in order to continue the education and so that people don't have to end up like she did. She didn't have this information. She didn't have these resources when she was going through it. And in 2016, she used her background in sciences and created a formula for what always gets in the way of someone not easily getting and staying pregnant through science, space, energy, and support. So this formula is what she shares in her podcast called The FU Project and on her one-on-one private clients in the FU Project workshop that spans over 14 different countries. Her passion shines through her fertility treatment recommendations, empowering mindset strategies, and integrative health tips to really help women grow younger at the cellular level. Yes, that's possible. And it all bringing an unfiltered and fun humorous tone in this really serious, arduous, and often heartbreaking subject. So I'm excited for what is to come and what you're going to learn in this podcast. Tasha, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Brian has told me so much about what you do, and I've been so fascinated and really wanted to get you on for an interview. Well, thank you. Yes, Brian is legally obligated to say nice things about me, <laughs> but <laughs> I would just, I, I love, I love what you do. I love your audience. So any, any way that I can help them become better people, uh, I, that's just very exciting to me. Uh, we just really, really appreciate having experts in in places that we just have zero idea. And honestly, for ourselves, we're very curious about as well, because we are a newly married couple that is moving into the next chapter of our life and really excited to just continue to learn and not selfishly just for us, but obviously for anyone listening as well. Can you just kind of run through where this whole journey really began for you? Was it something that you have personally dealt with infertility? So yes. So I went through 10 rounds of IVF to have my two babies. I know. I know. I'm insane. Now you're like, okay, we're talking to an insane person. Maybe we should wrap this up. (laughs) But we uh, round two was my son Hudson. And then really it was my 
little girl Mila, who decided to take three years, eight rounds of IVF, four different clinics. And and at that point, and, and I do have a background in biology and chemistry, and I taught it for many years. Uh, but just going through that insane experience, I wasn't like, now I need to, you know, be a consultant. It was somebody else's idea. And and this is where the power of just hiring amazing people in your life for anything, this is what I do, you know, comes into play. Somebody else said, this is what you need to do with your life. And I said, being a fertility, she called a coach at the time. I call myself a consultant, but being a coach isn't, isn't a real thing, you know, a fertility coach. And she was like, of course it is. And so that's where it started. That was in 2016. And Mila was turning two years old. Wow. So my question is about when you're going through this and you say 10 rounds of IVF, I think, you know, you're kind of being tongue in cheek saying, yeah, I'm an insane person. But, (laughs) um, you know, did anybody along that path, any professionals you worked with, you know, consult with you and how to do something slightly different? It's like, okay, we're on round five or six. Let's try having you do something different because maybe then we'll have a different outcome. That makes so much sense, right? But <laughs> no, yeah, I know. It? <laughs> and really, you know, I mean, we could, if the industry in itself, I think, has an issue. Mm. And, and I talk about this all the time, where, like any other doctor, right? A cardiologist, they fail, meaning they don't do the best they can. They're not up to the best research. Someone's dead. Right. So somebody then there's a medical board looking into, well, what exactly did you do? And and let's look at each step. And there might be a family trying to sue them, you know, and in the fertility industry, what I'm I hope to to change is there is no transparency. There is no accountability. And if somebody fails, they get paid again to try again. And 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 nobody's dead. Right. So I, I just feel like, well, what is the incentive? You know, first rule of business, because after teaching for almost a decade, I was in advertising, but first rule of business is try to get more income off of your current clients versus new clients because it's so much harder to get new clients. Mm. And so that really stuck with me. And I was like, how do I level this playing field of knowledge? Because as a biology major and teacher, this is a this is a specialty within a specialty, within a specialty. So I think that I didn't know what to ask. They're telling me this is your protocol, take it or leave it. And I and I and I was like, okay, I didn't know the questions to ask. And so all I would do is change clinics. That's why I went to four different ones. Um, because I was like, some somebody has to have a different answer. And nobody really did. And of course, now hindsight, when I look at it, I can pinpoint the things that I should have done they should have done. But that's really the problem is that we don't even know what to ask. We're blindly trusting these doctors. And there's so much behind the scenes that we don't see. We talk to the doctors sometimes, usually it's the nurse. But but there's like that whole like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain with embryologists and even the lab. And, and those two factors, which get so little acknowledgement are, are huge in their, in their success, in, in their choices with if you're successful or not. So really, that's what I want to do. If I can teach people everything, as much as I know, then 
I'm going to, you're going to, we're going to level the playing field a little bit. And that's what gets me excited. So when was the point for you where you realized like this, this isn't right. I've been through this now 10 times and this doesn't seem to be the only way. Like, how did you start to say, let me learn more so that I can help other people? Well, that unfortunately, yes, was not until I was done with my journey. And it was just people wanting to talk to me a lot, right? Because they're like, she's done IVF 10 times. Maybe she knows something, which I always say, don't do anything that I did in my fertility journey, because if I would have done it right, I would have never needed 10 rounds. I don't regret it. I have the most amazing children that wouldn't have been there if I had been pregnant any sooner. But I don't want anybody else to kind of go through that. So when I was starting the business, everybody was talking with me and and then I was starting this business and then my research really began. And it didn't start with the fertility doctors. It started with what else could get in the way Mm. of easily getting and staying pregnant that I kept on hearing from people and I, and I would, you know, suggest things and then we would see changes happen. And that's where it gets to before the science, right? The root cause. Why are, why are we here in the first place? Why at, for me at 33 and we had a male factor issue, why couldn't I get and stay pregnant? And then at 30, five, trying for baby number two, I'd already been pregnant. You know, we already kind of had the formula. Why couldn't I get pregnant again? Mm -hmm. And that's where it goes back to, this has nothing to do with science. This is, this is, this is also my body being what I term in survival mode. So as we're continuing to talk into this emotional state and the mental energy that comes into all play of this work, You know, one thing that's really supported Dom and I both and something I actually got my mom to as a Christmas present was called the Yoga Bolster from Brentwood Homes. Now, this thing is just absolutely incredible because you just lay on it on the floor and think of it like a foam roller, but it feels so soft and so cushiony and it kind of molds into your body and it helps when you're doing like those pec stretches, just opening up the chest, doing some slow open books and movement, some opening of the upper back to de-stress and take tension out of the body and actually breathe and get back into that mental state that really calms the system as well. So if you're going to take anything away, go check out that Brentwood Homes. We'll have it linked up in the show notes as well, but check it out because this yoga bolster is absolutely amazing and I really think everyone should have one. Okay, let's just dive back into this interview now. Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think that you know, lots of great things that you're bringing up there. When when you started to, okay, realize how do I start to address this root cause? I mean, that's something that even before we hopped on, we're like, okay, we both kind of like to take what we know and address the root cause. And it sounds like, you know, things that I may have been doing or things that, like you said, your body was doing, it was kind of shrinking that target. So it almost seems like each time you did IVF, you're just basically shooting the same shot at a smaller target every time. What were, what were some of the things you started learning that you wish you would have known during your journey? Well, I, th- I, I wish I knew more about the, I, I hate to call it the mind-body connection because it is just one, but that, what, how physical ailments show up because of mental clutter. And, and I really wish I would have recognized how, to, how, how mental clutter creates 
just so much toxicity inside you. There's no room for a baby. And then how physical clutter, environmental stuff, things that you, yes, you know, coming in, I say through all your five senses, not just what you eat, which is what everybody focuses on, but what are you seeing? What are you hearing? And how is your body responding to that? I think between mental and physical clutter, that is a huge miss in like figuring out why somebody can't get or stay pregnant. So what are some of the mental activities or awareness or practices you start, you know, wanting people to open up into? I would say the first thing is awareness, right? I think the first thing is being aware that if there is any kind of physical ailment that is stemming from your body protecting you and and because your body is is feeling unsafe so your mm-hmm. your brain is protecting you and telling your body what to do because it's feeling unsafe and so awareness of that for me example you know when i was living in i was in new york at the time doing fertility treatments working in New York, excuse me, living outside of New York, I, I did get migraines once, once in a while, right? I did get really painful stomach aches once mm-hmm. in a while. Um, I did have trouble sleeping and I did have a lot of anxiety. Uh, you know, just like things like that where you look at it and you're like, but that's just being a woman, you know, living in a big city in working. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Hindsight now. So I could not get or stay pregnant. And, and, and to me, that should have been the biggest sign that there was, there was something wrong. There was something there. Um, so, so awareness. Okay. And then, and then from there, this is, this is a tool. Do you want an actual tool that I learned? Yeah. Okay. This, this is, this is amazing for me. Uh, I learned this from, his name is Cedric and he started, well, it's a combination of, MRES, emotional resolution, as well as somatic experiencing therapy. Mm. And, and, and I, Rachel Cole, somatic experiencing therapy, Cedric Bertelli, I might be saying that wrong, uh, from emotional resolution or MRES. And what they, the, and, and it's kind of a common, this whole exercise, but the first two steps is one, when you are, whether it's talking about something really hard, painful, what you're stressed about, fears, worries, or maybe if you just have anxiety and you don't exactly know why, mm-hmm. you, you stop, you, get, you just get still, right? I know we always talk about get still. And it's helpful if you can close your eyes and you pinpoint where the feeling is, where, where the physical feeling in your body is. So I am stressed, I am upset, I'm worried, Go inward. Where is it? What exactly does it feel like? Can you name it? Can you describe it in words? Is it a, a metal ball that's like mm. sitting in your throat? Or let's just go with that. Like it's a metal ball just sitting in my throat. I get a lot of my throat as well as solar plexus feelings. And then the next step is to not try to breathe into it or try to, I mean, definitely breathe. But it's to just focus 100% of your attention on that physical sensation. And what I learned from them is that that is the emotion moving through your body instead of staying stuck inside. And and so as it, if you named it a metal 
kind of golf ball in your throat, soon you may, you know, it may say, okay, now it's expanding. So if you name it, then you can describe how it's changing. And then once it's expanding or changing in any way, the shape, the, the material that you would use to describe it, that means it's moving through you and that's healthy. I think we, you know, I spent over 40 years shoving everything inside because I didn't know better. Hmm. And I don't think because of that, because of, of there's an emotion, what do I do with it? I, I push it down and I ignore it and I move on because I could do anything and I'm Wonder Woman. And, you know, that's, I had no, I had no space in my body for anything else, especially a baby. Hmm. I think that that's invaluable right now. And I think for so long, everyone has been taught that the emotional stuff is not what we talk about when we're talking about health. It's not what we talk about when we talk with our doctors. Many doctors don't even feel comfortable talking about those things. No, not at all. <laughs> and right. I just think it's a it's a darn shame. That's where Jen and I are kind of considered outsiders in the PT sense because we'll be in a session with someone who has back pain talking with them about their emotions. Mm. And when I was in PT school, I had CI or clinical instructors say, um, no, we want to move through those discussions and get to the actual, you know, issue, the actual issue they came in <laughs> right. with. I'm like, that's what I'm talking with them about. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but that's amazing, Dom. How did you know? Like, how did you know that? How did you know to do that? Was that, were you trained? You know? Or was it intuitive I, to know if somebody has back pain? I think that part of it came from intuition. Part of it directly for me came from psycho like physiology and psychology and starting to learn and understand mm -hmm. how when someone's psychology is in a certain place, it has a lot of physiologic response in the body having to do with inflammation, mm -hmm. having to do with our nervous system and our sympathetic and our parasympathetic systems and understanding what that does hormonally all over the body. So yeah. I didn't see it as voodoo. I saw it as my physiology 101. And that's what I started saying, acting like this <laughs> brilliant PT student who everyone <laughs> saw as probably stupid being like, did you crazy. take physiology 101? Do you know what <laughs> happens when people get stressed out? Like, their pain gets worse. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I think that it came from there a little bit for me and feeling it in my own body. I think that a lot of the times when people can feel that in their own body, it can be profound. Um, and having said that, I what I want to talk to you about, I think I know you consult with a lot, is the relationship with the doctor. And if you, so you're hearing this as somebody listening maybe, and you want to build this relationship with your doctor on how to maybe talk about more of these things, how do you consult with somebody in going about that if they feel like they have a doctor who's not really open to that? Well, I, I first say understand that the doctor's specialties, right? And, and your, your fertility doctor specializes in art, artificial reproductive technology. And that's why we love your doctor because they specialize in that. And that includes your ovaries, your uterus and testicles. And that, and that's, that's what it focuses on. That is their hyper focus. And we love them for that. I think it's a miss when we expect them to be that everything. Oh, are you having fertility issues because, you know, there's, there's environmental toxins or mental toxins or things getting them, or, or you need, you need certain supplements, right? You need to hydrate more. Um, how is your sleep, right? Not talking about these things. That's, they, they shouldn't do that because that's not their specialty. So I think people get really upset with like, well, my doctor had never even told me about that, Tasha. Like, why, why didn't I know about this before? 
because that's not what they were trained in, right? I have a friend that's a doctor. She was an OBGYN and she turned into being an integrative medicine doctor, also an OBGYN. And she's like, Tasha, they spent 20 minutes in medical school on nutrition. That was all of my training. So she, she realized quickly how much people can affect their own health. And that's why she went into integrative medicine, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not, I don't want to say like, it's not their fault that they don't know this stuff. However, right. I think it's really irresponsible for a medical professional to not recognize holistic health practices, integrative medicine practices and naturopathic doctors and their practices. I, I think that's a huge, that's very irresponsible because again, I get it. Most medical professionals are going to focus on the problem. You cannot get pregnant. Let's focus on those three areas in your reproductive system. But anybody else will tell you, again, root cause, why are we here in the first place? Of course, what you are doing in your daily life can affect how much treatment you need to get pregnant if you need any at all. Like so many of my clients come into me already doing IVF, getting ready for their transfer, and then they get pregnant naturally. Mm. Well, that's really incredible. But I think and and keeping that that mental aspect in mind of how big of a role that plays. And I think we've all heard that, you know, don't get stressed out. Let it happen when it happens. But Ugh. if you've been ha- trying to be less stressed, but you want to and you're planning it and you know when you're ovulating, you're checking all the things and it's still not happening, how do you not get stressed out? Like, how does that not become a mental impact? And you might have friends or family around you who it's happening, no problem. And right away, like, what does someone do in that kind of instance who's going through that mental struggle? And how do you start to work with them to let's identify other things rather than focusing on what's not working? Yeah, that that's really, really triggering when people, first of all, it's like the worst advice somebody can give somebody with fertility issues, right? <laughs> Just relax, get drunk and, you know, go to, go to Maui and you're, you're going to get pregnant. My friend, she was signing up with adoption and then she relaxed. Oh my gosh. That's a PSA for everybody. Don't ever say that to somebody having fertility issues. And, and, and so, you know, and, and then what I like to say to people is, you know, crazy women get pregnant all the time, right? So that doesn't, that doesn't compute. Why, why does that crazy person get pregnant? And you can't, everybody's stressed. Everybody has anxiety. And this is where I say, I don't know why that's not her, you know, that it, I don't know why she can't, uh, she can easily get pregnant and you can't everybody's biology is different. And I don't know if it's that because you're so stressed, we're not getting pregnant. That is one tiny factor in a whole list of things that we need to discover and uncover. But, but the key is, well, how do you feel though? Do you have a lot of harassing thoughts? Do you have feeling of less than? Do you have relationship issues with yourself? Maybe with your partner? Do you have anger, anxiety? Okay, so I don't know if that's getting in the way of your you getting or staying pregnant, but let's fix that for you now so you can be the best you. And eventually, yeah, a mom, but be be the best you. So 
So that's where, you know, I don't know what, what might get in the way of somebody's success, but we have to focus on that for them because that is not a way to go through life. Yeah. So, you know, it might be triggering to hear relax and relax and you'll get pregnant. And that's not what it's about. It's, hey, what is your mind telling you? I call it, you know, do you have an a-hole living in your head? And, mm-hmm. and if so, how can we, how can we, how can we control this, this better for you so that you are just as happy and healthy and well as possible? And then I say, and your fertility follows. And then another part of the program is my, my job other than, yes, I, I built all the, all the exercise and lessons, but I do do the protocols as well, the actual treatment protocols. So I'm not, you know, the whole program isn't just about holistic health and changing. There is then also what I've learned over the years of working with, I mean, I work with over a hundred different women each year in 14 countries. So I see Hmm. dozens of different clinics and how they're doing things around the world. And so I'm also able to then have best practices if you have diminished ovarian reserve, PCOS, endometriosis, you know, just a lot of follicles not doing anything. And, and so I don't want to discount the science part of it. Um, and that's a part of it, the, the protocols and what we know works best for certain cases. And, and then there's, then that, but I say that's 10% of it. And then 90% of it is be the best you, pain-free, emotionally, physically, you're going to, you know, feeling as light and healthy as possible. And, and wellness is why you will be pregnant, right? So I always say fertility is a byproduct of your health and wellness. And going back to, you feel so much better when you don't have these harassing thoughts. So, so work on that for you. And then, and then that nerdy science stuff I deal with on the side with you. Yeah. Mm. And I, I'm glad that you kind of mentioned some of those other things because I think it's a, a great transition talking into, okay, making sure that we're becoming our best selves emotionally, mentally, starting to address some of the things that we've been shoving down for so long. Um, but you, you kind of have been mentioning, yeah, there is the, the science bit, right? There are other things that might be going on here. And I know at least... In the science I learned, it takes two things for the most part to make a baby, a a sperm and an egg, right? And there are processes in our body that can help optimize sperm and egg health along with, you know, the mental and emotional clarity. You know, I know that there are women who might not be getting their period or there are men. And this is a systemic issue right now. Sperm count is dropping rapidly. Like, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things environmentally that you know you've been talking about whether it's things in our environment we can be taking out like toxins or different things that we can putting into our body that might help optimize a woman's menstrual menstrual cycle or a man's sperm health and sperm count yeah so so i would say i mean that's a that's a that's a that's a big project, right? How can, can you just to do give that? us but the 30-second uh, <laughs> cliff notes, please? My mind just like exploded with ideas. But I can go, I could do the 30-second version. So the, the, the key is, is it's not, it, yes, it's the, it's the ovaries, the testicles, the uterus, and it's energy. 
Okay. And, and so this is where energy at the cellular level is why you can get or stay pregnant. And that's why I talk about if your body's in survival mode and you're just depleted nutritionally, energetically, you will have an impossible time getting and staying pregnant. So think about energy. Think about the things that detox your cells, like, like, um, antioxidants. Right. So NEC, I, 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 we have a functional medicine expert in the group. So this mm. is definitely not my expertise, but I know enough. But off the top of my head, she is much better at this. But, you know, the NECs, any kind of any kind of antioxidants. I know vitamin C is one um, and, then, and then a bunch of others. And and so, like, how can we detox ourselves to so that they reproduce better? Um, other things, like if somebody has a sperm issue, sperm and egg quality go, go hand in hand. Like, you know, so a lot of things that, that work for one work for the other. But even those hormone balancing supplements like ashwagandha, um, energy like ubiquinol, which is, which is the broken down version of CoQ10, these are all energy sources and detoxing sources. So keep that process in mind. Same thing with your health and nutrition right? What, what am I ingesting? All five senses. Is it giving me energy or is it taking away energy? How am I feeling afterwards? Um, is it, do I feel toxic or do I feel like detoxed and clean and clear? You know, think about, um, I don't know. Do you guys know the emotional vibrational scale? Uh, no, actually. Yeah, okay. I don't think I've heard of it. <laughs> so the, so emotional vibrational scale, there's many versions of it, but at the bottom is kind of the strict, constricted anger, worry, guilt, fear, shame, judgment. Mm. And then, and then it's like a cone. And at the top, think about like, it's, it's very wide and airy. So it's a cone. And I always think about the bottom is almost like ice and at the top is gas. And, and so if we think about as we're going through our day, what is contracting us? What is making us feel angry, judged, shamed, whatever? And how can we move up the vibrational scale so that we are feeling compassion, understanding, willingness, love, joy, any of those things and, and flexibility, as you two know very well, <laughs> right? When, when, you can, when you're flexible, you bend. When you're inflexible and contracted, you break. Yeah. And so, you know, think about that with where you want to be with your mind. So as you go about your day, what gives me energy? Yes. What are you looking at? Does it give you energy? What are you hearing? What are you touching? Does it give or deplete your energy? Now, this might be some people, this might be some family. And, and that's where we need to create a system for that. Boundaries. Um, how, do you need to spend as much time as you are with them? It, can there be a filter? You know, so it's always about awareness, education of like, what do I need to look out for? And then awareness of it. And then, and then a system in place. And so, I, egg, yeah. So I don't know if I said enough, but egg quality, sperm quality, a lot of hydration, a lot of, you know, really good supplements, but anything to detox sleep. So important, um, you know, movement right? Keep the energy and blood flowing. You don't want that stuck. And yeah, anything to detox and provide energy at the cellular level, that's going to be 
the name of the game. I love that. I mean, that is like an overall arching picture of everything Mm -hmm. that we get to control. Like this is in our hands. This is we don't always have control of the results and what it's going to look like and what it's going to be. However, we do have control of what's in our immediate environment. And I know even yesterday, you know, I'm communicating um, with who cleans our house and love her. I've grown up with her. And yet she's like, can you get all these chemicals? And I said, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we we can't. We're going to we have all these natural products. And so that's the only stuff we want in our home. And so we're working on what can we immediately control always, even if it's yeah. someone else who's doing the job. And and I think that's so incredibly important and just a, a reminder of what can we start to take inventory of within our environment that we do have control over and what can we start to shift and change? I think mm-hmm. that's incredibly huge. And and even as, you know, I was in my 30s when I got married. And so it was immediately the conversation of, well, you got to get pregnant now because, <laughs> you know, you're going to be in a geriatric pregnancy. And <laughs> these these words that go into the aging process of a woman as well is really frustrating for me because, Coming from L.A., I get to see women who are 38, 40, having babies, having no problem. But yet the messaging is still, you know, once you're over 34, you're old. Like what how do we start to work within that messaging system? And do you work with women of all ages? I do. I do. I think right now my oldest client is 44. Mm. Wow. Love it. Using her own eggs, using her. No, I I mean, I have a client who's 50, but um, actually she is, she is using her own eggs, Uh, but that's, that's rare. Um, (laughs) So if somebody came to me at 34, I'd be like, oh my gosh, wipe the placenta off you. You are so young. I don't even know what to do with you. (laughs) As you can imagine, nobody comes to me. That's like super fertile, right? They're like, oh, I'm very confident. I get, I get layups maybe five times a year. Those are people that have just, they just want to be guided on their fertility journey, especially if they think they need to do IVF and don't want to, or if they're, they have to do IVF and they just, they want a consultant, right? They don't want to get it wrong for the start. Those are my layups. Those are like, oh, this is going to be amazing, right? I don't have to clean up a mess. I just get to go. Um, so I see, I see a lot of women, especially in their forties, having babies and, and yeah, it's absolutely possible. Um, you know, there's chronological age and there's biological age. Mm-hmm. So, so if we can just keep in mind our chronological age is what it is, but we can really affect our biological age if we keep those key things, the sleep, hydration, mindset, movement, nutrition, think about detoxing, detoxing, making space and filling it with really good energy. You get to grow younger mm-hmm. every year. You know, there are things that speed up the aging process. That's what we need to stay away from. Oxidative stress. That's why I would say the older somebody is, you know, what we need to do with them changes. But just keep in mind, detox energy, detox energy, detox out, you know, energy in. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, also like depending on their race. Oh my gosh, there are some, there are some ethnicities I'm like, in awe of they do not age (laughs) you see their hormone levels and numbers and follicle count into their 40s and you're like oh my gosh this is incredible yeah that's amazing wow 
That's so. So cool. biology, yeah, your your nationality, your biology, all do matter. And and to your point, Jen, you also have a lot of control yeah. over it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think that I don't know. Um, the book's called Biology of Belief. I'm not sure if you've ever heard that one. No. It's it's this doctor that wrote it, but there's this one analogy that always just stuck with me, and it's just about you know you take the same cell, you put it in three completely different petri dishes, and it'll do com- three completely different things mm-hmm. based on the environment in those petri mm-hmm. dishes. So we can, mm-hmm. yes, our our DNA and our genetics can be a huge part of who we are and why we present the way we do, and that's a great thing to always be aware of and to understand as a part of our health journey. We also need to understand that if we dropped our specific DNA in three completely different environments, our body, our self, our emotional state, everything would be completely different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the message that doesn't get preached as often as it could or should, especially in medicine these days. And I really appreciate that that's the approach you take and where you start with a lot of people because I think it's sorely missing. Yeah. And so before we let you go, is there any one last thing, one little tidbit you want to leave us with? And where else can people find you online and find what you're all about? Yes. Well, Tasha Blasey is is basically everything. TashaBlasey.com. The questions to ask your doctor that and, and it's a chart of what questions do we want to ask your doctor and what answers do we want to see is from MyBabyIsComingSoon.com. And I know you guys are going to have all that. But yeah, yeah TashaBlasey.com is basically where it's at. The FU Project, Fertilitites Unite, and the real FU is, is what my program is called and what my podcast is called. Mm. So the FU Project. And yeah, the, the last thing that I, I want to share with anybody going through their fertility journey, but this is also just in, in life, when there's somebody else involved, right? It's not totally up to you when or how or like what capacity somebody shows up as. And so I want everybody to think about that with their children. These are individual souls. They have nothing to do with you. You are the conduit to bring them from the non-physical to the physical. And that, although we love our control, right? Those of us with a lot of control issues, me included, we love our control. We love things to go as planned, but honor and be humbled by this other being that gets a say. And, and that's what we want in everybody, right? Could you imagine if like, right, Jen, you were like, Dom, so, okay, this is how you have to show up. Exactly. I want, I want to find you by February of 2020 <laughs> and you're going to look like this and act like this. And this is, we're going to meet not in a bar because that's embarrassing. We're going to meet somewhere, you know, like <laughs> somebody, <laughs> we are asking somebody else to join us in this world and and have this kind of relationship and and contract with each other and we they get a say as well so understand what you can control in your fertility journey what you can't yes science there's definitely things you can't control but when it comes to the child we really really can't control when or how or or who they show up as and and as hard as that is that is a beautiful thing And the other thing we can't control is how long they want to stick around. And, you know, this is where really hard conversations around miscarriages come in. There's always science. There's always things to look into medically. And we have to know that the child 
also gets a say how long he or she may need you. And that's really hard. But but if we can understand that, not like it, we don't have to like it, but understand that and and accept that, I think that could make anybody's fertility journey a lot easier. I love that. That is such a beautiful ending to really just leave people with and be able to ponder about that and what that means to them. So Tasha, this has been so wonderful. You're you're really outlining, you know, what what people can just start doing now. And I think that's what's really powerful. And the fact that I don't even know if you mentioned that you provide a complimentary strategy session, but that's incredible. So you guys go to her website slash connect. We're going to drop all of this obviously in the show notes. So please take a look at it and connect with her on social media. Tasha, you're, you're bringing some wonderful information and you've gone through such a tough journey to be able to come here and provide for people. And so I just honor you for what you've been through and the work that you're continuing to do for others. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I I try to provide as much as possible um, complimentary through my podcast. There's more stuff on the horizon that I'm, I'm creating, but, um, but yeah, there's also the workshop and that's, that's a, that's very intensive one-on-one. And I would start with a strategy session to see if, if that's the right fit for you as well. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much. And I'm sure if people have more questions then maybe we'll have you back. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. And yeah, I just, I I love everything that you're doing. It, it, it matters so much again for health, wellness, happiness, because nobody should live in pain, physical, mental. Um, So I just really honor you both and what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. So thank you. So grateful for that interview with Tasha Blasi. Again, go to the links in the show notes to check out any of the information she has out there or if you're looking for a consultation with her. And of course, if you love this, please share it out with someone you think might need it in their lives or go subscribe on your favorite podcasting channel. We always love, love, love honest ratings and reviews. Reach out to Jen and I if you have ideas on people we should interview or topics we should do in the future. And make sure you tune in for your next podcast on the Optimal Body Podcast.